Welcome to Nishant's world. If you are wondering, I am Nishant. Uh, let's talk about some sports. Forget about everything else for now. But I am back on campus, back at Ohio State, back in Columbus, just back all together. I want to start today by talking about a few lists. I want to start talking about lists. Lists are a huge part of the sports world. We know this because every day, every week, there is a new list to discuss, to create controversy, to create conversation. And I think that a, a big aspect of, of these lists is getting clicks and in getting that controversy. So I'm not going to say that the writers purposefully screw stuff up, but there's always going to be room for debate. However, I think that there's a a point where that room for debate grows to a point of not really making sense at all. Uh, there are two lists I want to talk about to start the, start off the show today. Uh, they're both about they're, they're one of them is in the NBA, one of them is in the NFL. Both lists are incorrect for reasons we will uh, get into, but I, I think they they also both represent a helpful lesson and 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 a, and a helpful kind of interesting thing to to target and focus on uh, about these leagues and the players uh, which I have uh, you know a gripe of where uh, they're located so the first list I want to talk about is the NFL top 100 the NFL top 100 was released uh, most recently the list of the top 20 to 10 players came out they do it every every week they do the next 10 players and so this week, 20. Dalvin Cook, Buda Baker, Deshaun Watson at 18, Xavier Howard at 17, Miles Garrett, et cetera, et cetera. And what these 10, what these, this 10 players revealed is who the top 10 players um, in the NFL are. So NFL Network does this. Um, the top 10 players are as follows in alphabetical order. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derek Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, TJ Watt. So before I dive in, I'll give people time to think about, pause this, think about why, you know, we're talking about this. Think, just think about that list. And when you've kind of formulated your thoughts about those, those 10 names that I said and, and whether they're the top 10 players in the NFL, uh, let's, you know, just think about it. You know, it's hard to make a list in football particularly, that is positionless, essentially, to rank wide receivers and and defensive tackles and tight ends all in the same group, it's hard because realistically, and Aaron Donald is in the top 10 every year, that's not my complaint with this list, but it's hard as a defensive tackle to make the level of impact to make people see. You only have so much that you can do as a, as a tight end. There's only so much you can have control over. Uh, you can block everybody like you're supposed to, and you can you can catch the ball when it's thrown to you. But aside from that, you don't you don't get to determine how many targets you get. You don't get to determine who you line up across from. And so it's really difficult to make one of these lists that is going to be perfect. But even if you equate positions, I think there's problems with this. Uh, that being, there's one name that if you go through the next 10 players, if you go through the next 10 players after those ones, I already went through Xavier Howard, I said Miles Garrett, Tyree Kills 15, Alvin Kamara's 14, Jalen Ramsey's 13, Russell Wilson is 12, Stephon Diggs is 11. Is there one name among those that 
maybe should be a little bit higher. Well, obviously, Russell Wilson is at number 12. And last year, Russell Wilson, or the previous list, Russell Wilson was number two. So upon looking at that, dropping 10 spots, one might wonder, well, man, Russ must have had a horrible year. Well, the Seahawks went 12 and four. The Seahawks went 12 and four. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a terrible year. And so what, what, what did Russ, did Russ play bad? Did the defense carry him? Well, the first half of the season, the defense was on pace to be the worst defense of all time. So Russ wasn't carried by the defense. Okay. Well, what else could it be to drop, to drop 10 spots from the second best player to the NFL to the 12th? Could it be that these other players in the top 10 were just so good that they all could, could, could maybe it was a Lamar Jackson type of drop off. Lamar Jackson had an MVP season and he fell about 20 spots. He's not even in the top 20. So was it that? Was it that kind of a drop off of production or drop off of hype? No, not really. He was the same Russell Wilson. He was, he was, I mean, if I remember correctly, he threw four touchdowns the first game against the Falcons, five touchdowns in the second game against the Patriots. And he threw five more touchdowns against the Cowboys. It would have been six if if one of them hadn't gone stripped right outside the end zone. They, the the last second comeback in the game, Vikings, fourth and goal, iconic moment. So he's had those moments in primetime on national television. What is it? It's a concept that I call disrespect. And people have used this term on Twitter for, for Westbrook as well as... Uh, mostly, it's mostly is for Westbrook fans and, and the NBA use it. The concept of disrespect. And the reason I say that this is, it, it's it's a concept that crops up again and again. And most of the time with these lists. That's the most common place that this happens. And I think players are ranked differently in all these lists. As they, you know, should be. It's subjective. It's whoever's writing it, whoever... They're going to have different opinions. But for some reason, every single one of PFF's top 30, or or not top 30, but top 100 players of the decade, Russell Wilson was not not even 30. He was was like 31 or something. He was below multiple offensive linemen. He was below other Seahawks. There were like three other Seahawks that were above him on that list. It was lunacy. Matt Ryan was above him on that list. I'm going to say that again for just to, just to set in how ridiculous that. Matt Ryan was above Russell Wilson in the top 100 players of the decade. And this wasn't a list that came out during Matt Ryan's MVP year, by the way. This is a list that came out years later when he wasn't being productive. Matt Ryan hasn't won a Super Bowl. Not to get bogged down to that list because this one is also questionable. There are names on here that you're always going to run into this problem. When Russell Wilson last season, in the first half of the season, was in the thick of his MVP campaign, people were still saying, I will take Aaron Rodgers above Russell Wilson because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And and that is legitimate. It's probably a direct quote of five different shows because people use the logic that, well, Aaron Rodgers is just, he's just him. He, he, so that's the only reason you need. Not to use stats or 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 I even eye test or anything by by every metric in in that part of the season Russell Wilson was a better quarterback, but of that uh, I mean Mahomes there's really no argument for you know the fact that Mahomes should be probably the best should be the best quarterback in the league because he's ranked as such. Um, 
He's still he's still really young. I'm not going to complain about Mahomes. Uh, but if you look at the other two quarterbacks that are in the top 10, there are four quarterbacks in the top 10. And Russell Wilson isn't in the top 10, which, you know, using basic uh, deduction skills, we can then deduce that what the NFL list is saying is that he is the fifth best quarterback in the league. That Russell Wilson is the fifth best quarterback in the league, which is patently false. Uh, I think it should be common knowledge at this point that he's third at worst. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you can... You can you can make the list how you want. But to say that, again, Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Josh Allen has had one really good year. One really, really good year. And I know that this is about last year. But even in that really good year, would you have taken this version of Josh Allen above Russell Wilson? That's a serious question. If you had one game in this past season and you take the aggregate of the entire season for both quarterbacks and the average level of play that they displayed throughout the entire season, would you still, even this one-year version of Josh Allen, would you take that above Russell Wilson? No. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Yes. People, and especially media, have a tendency to sort of embrace the Brady storyline a little bit too hard in the way that they just hug onto it and say, oh, he goes everywhere, he wins, he he just blah, 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 forgetting about Tom Brady had some terrible performances this year. Terrible. His worst performances were way worse than, than Russell's worst performances. I mean, people complain about Russell's decision-making at times. Tom Brady had some worse decision-making games. People complain about the stats in some games. Tom Brady had worse statistical games. There, there are... Things you can pick at, yes, that if you if you pick at them, then, then yeah, then you can say. But Tom Brady is on this list not because he was, and I'm, I'm really interested to see where it comes out, the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the league, but because he's Tom Brady and he's the greatest of all time. That's why he's on this list. It's, and and to to say, yes, he won the Super Bowl, but but he won it with basically the best defense in the league. And to minimize that is is interesting because, you know, there are there are some defensive players on here. There's TJ Watts on here and Aaron Donald's on here. And I think that's it. That's, all, that's it for defense. Defensive players do not do well on the NFL Top 100 list. Never. Because it's harder to measure their impact. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey is pretty high. And, and, and the thing about the Josh Allen thing, Stephon Diggs is ranked... Number 11, also ahead of Russ. So if you're saying that Josh Allen had a wide receiver that was already better, I mean, put it together. It's it, it, something doesn't quite add up. And while I have been saying, you know, in a, in a, in a way that indicates that this is a negative thing, that you don't get it right, that's true. I still think, you know, you should get it right. You should get a list like this right. Even if that is true, I am very excited about this list. Russell Wilson has, as I alluded to before a few minutes ago, as I mentioned before, has been getting disrespected his entire career. This is not new for Russ. Russ has not received, and you'll hear this out every year, a single MVP vote. Not a single MVP vote. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner has received an MVP vote. 
and Russell Wilson has Isaiah is someone, you know, obviously Bobby Wagner's great, but as a linebacker, Russ is at the position that the most MVP votes are given to every year and has not received one. And you go back to the draft. <laughs> when he was drafted, it was, Russell was drafted in the third round. He was not uh, projected to be a top quarterback. He was too small, said everyone, until he, you know, changed the game. And then guys like Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray got drafted because height matters less now. The, the logic that he couldn't see over his offensive line was used. And, and, and every year it happens. Every year people... No matter what Russ, I, I remember saying this last year, that for a normal quarterback such as Josh Allen to be in the MVP discussion, he needs to have a stellar year with really good stats. For Russell Wilson to be in the MVP discussion, he has to break every record known to mankind and leave it beyond a definitive, beyond any shadow of a doubt. The standard is so much higher. The standard is not the standard is not that high for other players. And so this is not new. The second list that I want to talk about, say today came out with a ranking of the 22 best point guards in the NBA. And you know, you can probably guess where I'm going with this because if you go, if you scroll down, hmm, to number 1, you have obviously Steph Makes sense. Dame, yeah, that makes sense. Number two. Kyrie, that makes sense. Uh, Trey Young, Chris Paul, Ja Morant, Drew Holiday, De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook. I, I alluded to this a few minutes ago. I mentioned it briefly that the term disrespect has most often been used in reference to Westbrook. Also nothing new. But this is, he, forget where he's ranked in the list number-wise. Forget that it's 10. Drew Holiday and De'Aaron Fox. Drew Holiday and De'Aaron Fox. Drew Holiday is a bet. he's probably, he's the best point guard defender in the league. That is true. That is absolutely true. I don't think that he's better than Russell Westbrook. Not holistically. He was on a championship team, yes. But he was also playing with Giannis. And a full, complete roster. Drew Holiday cannot... There's there's no team where Drew Holiday carries the team to the playoffs. Alone. That does not happen. Um, or even with another person on the team. The, the roster is just very well built. And, and, and built to win a championship. The Deer and Fox. Where what, what did the Kings even do last year? I... I, I don't remember seeing the Kings at, to, at any point where it counted. Ben Simmons... There have been about 50,000 memes about Ben Simmons this offseason because of how he played this season. There were games against the Wizards where Ben Simmons had wide open shots, wide open layups, and instead passed it to somebody else who's got triple teamed. Passed it to Matisse Thibel who got triple teamed. Russell Westbrook took the Wizards to the playoffs. And the Wizards started being the playoff race when his numbers improved after the injury, after after recovery. He averaged a triple-double again, broke the record, and, and, and was playing with... Russ was fielding a roster, which aside from Bradley Beal, if you put any of these other 
point guards on on, on the, Ben Simmons on the Wizards. They do not sniff the playoffs because Ben Simmons cannot give you 22 points a game and 11.5 rebounds a game and 11.7 assists per game. Drew Holiday certainly can't. Darren Fox certainly can't. And that's what it took. See, a lot of the times this triple-double thing this year, which, you know, is also a thing that is memed a lot and everything, a lot of times that was it was that necessary, the 40 pieces, necessary to win the game because the Wizards were so terrible. And that team, Westbrook, dragged to the playoffs. What's interesting with these two players who share the same name is that Westbrook sometimes acknowledges the haters and, and, and he, he'll say things like, you know, every year I learn how to do a new new thing and it doesn't next year, they're going to pick a different thing. And it's true. Russell Wilson doesn't really say anything, but he knows. And the reason why I'm so excited for that, for both these lists, is they're going to both be flipped on their heads this season. Pending the Seahawks signing Dwayne Brown, Russell Wilson is projected to have, for the first time since his Super Bowl winning year, a better than average offensive line. That's that should that should scare the rest of the league. That that should really scare the rest of the league. Even playing in the toughest division in football last year, the Seahawks went 12 and 4. In no small part due to who they have at quarterback, the Seahawks would be not a good team with pretty much any other quarterback. You, they they need the level of elite that he provides. The Lakers with this other list they have, they have Russ. Russ now has a very solidly built roster. A little old, maybe, but that's, it's very good. But especially the, the, the NFL one. I, I just, I'm very excited to see Russell Wilson, every time he's doubted, plays his best. Every time he's doubted. When he was with the Legion of Boom in the beginning of his Seahawks era, 2012, 2013, 2014, in that era, Russ didn't have to do that much. He had such a good defense and a really good run game with Marshawn Lynch and, and Robert Herbert that he didn't have to be, there was just no, he, he didn't have to be an MVP candidate for the team to win. Not even to win the Super Bowl. He didn't have to. He just had to be a good quarterback. But when people started doubting, when people started questioning, is he a game manager? Is he... Is he does he stack up to the likes of Aaron Rodgers? Does he is he he he's proved time and time again that yes, he is one of the best, most elite quarterbacks in the league. And I think last year was a really valuable piece of information and a lesson, really. Because if I'm Russ, last season proves they're not going to respect me. They're not going to value me. They're not going to notice. The standard is higher. The standard is unfair. The, it, 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 it is, but, but Russ has never said unfair. He never takes it like that. He just proves everyone wrong. And this year, it's not going to be about winning the MVP. This year is going to be a slap in the face to the disrespecters. R- Russell knows now, or he should, that that, that, that validation of that MVP trophy no matter what he does, it's not going to come. It's not going to come. Because it didn't come in the year that Lamar Jackson won it, when arguably Russ should have won it. It didn't come last year, when 
arguably Russ could have won it. He's not going to, they're not going to give that credit. They're not going to give that respect. He has to take it. And the way he takes it is the way that he always takes it, winning. Because he's missed the playoffs once, and it was a with a winning record. See, he's missed the playoffs once since Russell Wilson got there. With a winning record. He is going to light up the league once more, as he always does when the doubters come. So I will continue to read lists and get mad at them, and you should too. I want to touch on something that I talked about last week, a different topic, but I want to touch on something I uh, talked about last week. Last week, I talked about how the Saints have a decision to make, and Jameis should be the starting quarterback. And if you've noticed in the past few days, Jameis has been trending recently on Twitter because Jameis has, right, you know, pretty much a few days after, a few days after I said that, not to take too much credit, Jameis came out and lit it up for the Saints and had a absolute highlight, as a highlight of a preseason touchdown as a preseason touchdown can be. That was awesome. He threw it from about the logo in the middle of the field into the end zone. Uh, it was the longest pass air, air yards-wise the Saints had in a while. And it was trending. And, you know, Taysom Hill playing poorly also added to uh, Flame of the Fire and Fuel to the Fire. And um, and now everyone's saying, yeah, James is obviously the right. And Sean Payton still won't say... That he's the starter. Sean Payton still says, I'm going to let you know when we figure out what direction we're leaning. And people are saying, oh, he doesn't want to tip his cap and give the opponent who to prepare for. Well, with all due respect to that ironclad logic, I don't really see the point. I don't see the point of not naming your starter because you think your week one opponent is going to be shocked on who it is. Because if Sean Payton starts Taysom Hill, here's how you prepare for Taysom Hill. They're going to run it a lot. That's how you prepare for Taysom Hill. They're going to run it with the quarterback a lot because he can't throw accurately further than 15 yards. Might be able to throw it for 15 yards, but not accurately. And it, it, it gets to this point where it's Sean Payton's ego is what this is about. It's not... There's certain... It's okay to have an ego, and it's okay to admit that certain people in sports have an ego. It's a, Sports is an ego-driven business. It's good to have an ego. I mean, not everyone can be, again, I was just talking about not everybody can be a Russell Wilson that, that, that just, you know, is the good guy all the time. Not everyone can be selfless in this way. It's, it's arguably not good. So Sean Payne, yes, Sean Payne, when, when John Gruden calls the, 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 the Bears to get Khalil Mack back, potentially... The guy they traded three, they, or the guy they traded for three first-round picks. I mean, when that happens, that's yes, that's that's an ego-driven move a little bit. Of <laughs> the fact that I have this job for ten years and I'm not losing it anytime soon. So when and when Sean Payton does this, it's similar. It's, it's a similar thing. I don't buy the logic that he doesn't know who they're gonna go with, or the logic that he's just waiting to to trick. To trick the week one opponent. He's he want he wants to outfox them. What is the point? <laughs> that that doesn't make any sense to me. I there's a the Packers. The Saints play the Packers week one, which by the way will be a great game. September twelfth. I don't buy the logic that Sean Payton on September twelfth is going to unveil who his starter is 
to surprise the Packers' defense. Even if that worked, okay, then you play the Panthers the next week. Oh no, we they know who the starter is. Then you play the Patriots. Oh no, they know who the starter is. So it helps you. It, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't help you at all. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. The logic doesn't make sense to me. What Sean Payton is doing is just being weird and mysterious like he likes doing. I think if Sean Payton is a good coach, and I think he is, he knows that Jameis realistically is the starter, and he's kind of embarrassed that he gave Taysom Hill the reins without realizing that that was not a good idea. I think that's what that's what the situation is really about. And I did touch on this last week, so I don't want to talk about it for more than a few minutes. Um, a couple closing things. Gearing up for the NFL season soon, so a um, bit of a shorter show today. Um, the, the two things I want to talk about. One, I think that there is a man who is also a lot of the times uh, slept on a little bit in terms of how awesome he is, and and I want to to kind of mention it here, because I might talk about it next week, uh, depending on what other storylines there are, but I didn't want to not talk about it at all. And that that man is Skip Bayless. I, I This might be the hottest take. I feel like everyone hits, hates Skip, so this might be the the, the hottest take that, that I've had on the show so far. But Skip Bayless, to me, is a legend, an icon, a, 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 a demigod of this industry. Because Skip Bayless quite frankly, is the greatest troll the world has ever seen. This is a little preview into my hopeful segment next week. What I'm going to do is gather up some evidence. The Skip's best moments, kind of real. I'm going to compile them. and I'm going, Next week, I'm going to put together a case as to why Skip is the greatest troll of all time, the funniest troll of all time, a treasure that should be treasured as long as we are able to listen to him. It is awesome to see. So I'm going to I'm going to go do that uh, and, and and get back to you guys on that next week. But I'm very excited. I've got some key aspects. Most recently, one of them sneak peek is what he recently posted on Instagram, uh, which is him working out in the morning, wake up early, and asking whether LeBron was also up. Hilarious. Uh, but that's what's in store next week. I hope you guys look forward to 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 kind of hearing that case play out. I'm excited to do it, definitely. Other than that, I'm glad to be on campus. Again, I'm glad to be back. It feels kind of strange, but uh, getting back into the groove of things, gearing up for NFL season, everything's heating up. Let's get to it. It's game time. I hope you've had a good time this week on Nishant's World, forgetting about everything for a second, just listening to talking some sports. And I hope to see you back next week. Please travel safely back to Earth. 